Here we go. Big podcast today. A rare triple segment uh, final score podcast. We don't do too many of those. Uh, but this week we'll uh, talk to uh, both uh, Caroline Gregory and James Partlow. Uh, Caroline, the Frederick High uh, girls 4A cross-country champion, uh, won her second state title on uh, Saturday at Hereford High School. And uh, James Partlow, uh, the, the team track and cross-country captain, won his first state title at Hereford on Saturday in, in, in pretty uh, dominant fashion to, to cap just a remarkable season where he didn't lose a race. Uh, so we'll recap the full state cross-country meet with our two champions and, uh, and the coach uh, for Frederick High, uh, Sage Norton, will join that Carolina as well. Uh, so look forward to chatting uh, with those uh, two athletes in, in, in separate segments uh, for the rare uh, triple segment podcast. Uh, and to kick things off, Alexander Dacey joins me. And uh, uh, aside from cross country, we had a fairly busy weekend. Uh, we, had, we had the football, of course, uh, second round of the regional playoffs. We got down to the state quarterfinals. Uh, also had uh, two uh, state soccer semifinals. Uh, you, you covered both of those. And uh, we had Urbana Volleyball still kicking in the uh, state volleyball semis, uh, reigning champs. Uh, but we'll start there. The Hawks go down to Leonardtown. Four competitive sets, but uh, Leonardtown, the top seed uh, in 4A, uh, they prevail. And uh, another, another good season, another good showing uh, for uh, Urbana. Just in volleyball, just sometimes maybe it's not your night. You run, you run up against a better team, and that seems to be what what happened uh, on uh, Tuesday of this week? Yeah, and I know John covered that. And he's not he's not here right now uh, to to go into a little more detail. But it seemed like they were you know pretty pretty you know tight and competitive in the, all the four sets. It's just Leonard Town, and I guess in three of them just had just had the little killer instinct to sort of put it over the top. And you know that's I guess that that's sort of that's sort of what you need. I mean Leonard Town. Leonardtown, I mean, it has been you know has been knocking on the door for a while. They were a state finalist two years ago, and um, I with a with a Rundle moving out of four A and down to three A, that sort of I guess opens you know opens the path for a new team. And you know now Urbana is obviously the top dog, and they're they're the target. So you know it just it seemed like just little thing you know like little little things here and there just went Leonardtown's way. But again, you know, good season for Urbana. Um, you know, and came came <laughs> came darn close to you know being in the state championship two years in a row which is very hard to do well, what is what is the makeup of their team do they have a lot of players coming back next year or, or is it a senior heavy team or so well the the, the big loss they're going to have is, is kaylin burge who's their um uh, senior setter she's going to graduate and she's pro- she's probably the best player in the county or probably the most well-rounded player in the county um that's that's going to be the biggest loss and then they have a handful of other seniors they're losing um they they do have a good i guess foundation um to where like you know they can they can probably re- you know replace some of the losses i mean it's going to be hard right because you know you lost uh, you know the, the championship team that won last year was a lot of seniors it, it, it was or at least a lot of the big contributors were seniors um so you know a good chunk of them graduated and then the other good chunk is is graduating this year right there were not a ton of or not a ton of underclassmen on the on that uh, championship team last year so you know, it's about to be sort of a, a new. It's going to be probably a new look. Um, you know, I, I guess relatively speaking, from from even two years ago. But yeah, they they will definitely be losing some pretty big, pretty big contributors. All right, uh, on, on the soccer, you covered both uh, state semifinals. Uh, 
Urbana boys uh, drop a heartbreaker to uh, on North Northwestern, uh, two to one in overtime, right? Yep. Uh, um, in a game that was very competitive. I mean, we we outlined last week that it was going to be a a, a a tough sledding for, for for both of these soccer teams given what they were facing. But Urbana acquitted themselves very well. And then remarkably in the nightcap, uh, the, the poor Oakdale girls just can't get by Mount Hebron. Uh, for the third straight year in the exact same round, the, the 3A semifinals, uh, they go down uh, to Mount Hebron one to nothing. And Mount Hebron, I mean, again, we talked about last week, uh, their only loss was to a nationally ranked like top 15 team all season. Very good, uh, fast, uh, powerful, uh, all, all of the above. And and you just feel for Oakdale because they, they couldn't get over the hump. Yeah, and the, the the fact of the matter is most of this Oakdale team is juniors. So basically all the only three playoffs they know is lose, is losing at the end in the semis to Mount Hebron, like just just not quite able to get over the hump. And I mean I mean, I will say, you know, credit to Oakdale. They they, they went down and the, the, the lone goal in the game was scored in the twenty first minute and Mount Hebron was really pushing for a stretch there in the first half and they were they were definitely the better team all night, but Oakdale hung around and they you know, they didn't you know, they were they weren't they weren't like totally, totally overmatched, um, which is uh you know, which is good. And they had a they had a they had a couple of chances, not not great chances, but a couple of decent looks, you know, kind of towards the end of the second half there and when that when they were sort of making their trying to make their late charge, so yeah, I mean they were hanging on, but you know this this, this team this this sort of core of this team's really I guess got one more shot at it next year, and you know Mount Hebron is graduate, you know a decent chunk of their team is seniors, but you have to imagine they're probably just going to reload, and a lot of their underclassmen are just as good, so probably, but maybe Oakdale will will have the experience edge, and that'll be enough to finally lift them uh, uh, over the top. Uh, in, in your story, you sort of described that the Oakdale players were sort of in shock after the game. Yeah, I shock. I don't even know if it's the right word. It was just like when I got down to the to the field, they were all they all just kind of had this like same stone face expression of like, well, guess it's guess it's happened again you know and and they're not not really a lot of emotion from anybody just kind of like well I guess this is you know this is just what's going to keep happening so yeah like not 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 a ton of not not a ton of reaction you know other than just yeah I mean, here, it, here we are again right and, and how did the Urbana boys react after their heartbreaker uh they were understandably very distraught because that that is a team that had 16 seniors on it um, and they, you know, that, that, that Northwestern team they faced, you know, state champion two years ago, and they never got a chance to defend their state title last year. Cause they were, they were DQ'd for having, having an ineligible player. So this was really Northwestern state title defense. And that team is fast and feisty and just really, really, really good. And Urbana, and again, credit Urbana. They hung around with them. They actually took the lead. Urbana, Urbana had a one nothing halftime lead, um, but then in the second half, like Northwestern just sort of kept pushing and kept coming and coming and had a couple chances where they was really, really close to winning in regulation. But it, you know they won and ended up winning it obviously in overtime. But again, you know credit to Urbana for just you know for 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 playing playing a I mean probably about as good of a game as they you know, possibly could have played in that. Given that scenario, but yeah, you know, for the fact that almost their entire team is seniors, that's a really brutal, brutal way to end. Yeah, and your high school 
career. Yeah. So here we are uh, for the fall sports season. Uh, everything's done except for football. Uh, and we'll have three more weeks of the of the football season, state quarterfinals, uh, state semifinals uh, next week, and then the state final uh, after that uh, in Annapolis. And given that we have seven out of our ten teams in the state quarterfinals, uh, good chance uh, we will uh, see at least a few state semifinalists next week. And then maybe uh, we, we sort of got what we were sort of talking about and, and maybe anticipating with Oakdale and Ligonor being the top two seeds in 3A. So those teams could meet uh, in the uh, state final, and, uh, and, and we could have the first Frederick, all Frederick County state football final, which would be a remarkable achievement. And uh, it looks like it has a good shot of happening uh, because Oakdale and Ligonor are are still playing extremely well. Um, Ligonor's path is interesting to me because they play Franklin in the state quarterfinals, a team that beat them uh, in in the 2018, uh, I want to say, state final. And then if they win that, uh, they could face uh, Northern uh, Calvert uh, in the next round, and Northern beat them. In, in their most recent uh, – no, actually not their most recent trip, but they beat them in, I believe, 2019 uh, in, in the state final. So Ligonor has a chance to sort of avenge um, the ghosts of uh, state finals uh, past uh, with their path to the playoffs. Uh, Oakdale, they have Oakland Mills uh, on Friday in the uh, quarterfinals. And if they win that, they would either play Mount Hebron or Baltimore City College. Uh, City College is sort of a wild card because they have like a big time uh, quarterback prospect who puts up huge stats and numbers, so so they could be a a, a tricky team to face. Um, <clears throat> so so their path is interesting. Um, also in the uh, state quarters uh, in class four uh, A three A, Frederick uh, is the number six seed. They go to North Point. Uh, North Point is the reigning state champs in the classification. I saw them last year uh, beat Urbana in the semifinals. Uh, they're very solid. So Frederick will have a, have a, have a tough road uh, there uh, going all the way down to Waldorf. And Urbana, uh, they're the seventh seed, but it looks like they have a pretty winnable game against the, the two seed Blake um, in their section of, four, of the 4A, 3A bracket. Yeah, so uh, Blake, is, Blake is undefeated, and they are having their best season in school history. Um but uh, there the, there are only two I guess wins of note or I guess wins over teams that are pretty good are sure uh, they beat Sherwood in overtime and then they, they they handled Paint Branch pretty well which um you know if you know if you know anything about Paint Branch that's that's kind of a surprise um even though I know uh, both those schools were not I, I guess relatively speaking having down years compared to their typical standards um they're still good but um not as you know dominant as usual but. Yeah, so you know it's it's a team that's going to be riding kind of riding high, and you know, sort of a, you know, we haven't lost yet. We're gonna, you know, we're just gonna sort of keep you know proving ourselves wrong. But, um, you you know, it's it's hard to compare, right? Again, because they are ten and zero, but they are also ten and zero against a weaker schedule. So it's like Urbana six and five, but all their losses are really good teams, and they've 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 been battle tested and. Um, you know, so it's, it, it's one where it's, this, this is sort of the round, you know, the round where it starts to get a little bit hard to, hard to compare, you know, hard to compare who's, who's good and who's not. But I mean, I, I the, the way the, the schedule that Urbana's played, you have to think 
makes them more than prepared for this, right? Because they've seen teams like this or teams probably you know, teams better, way better than this. Uh, I, before, I think more so. than half of Urbana's schedule is in the state quarterfinals yeah. uh, of their classification. Uh, they played the top seed in 4A, Winston Churchill, and that, that's a story in itself that we'll get to in a second. And they also played Oakdale, obviously, the top seed in 3A. Lingonore, uh, uh, played play Lingonore, the two seed in 3A. Uh, they played Frederick, uh, uh, a three-loss uh, six seed in uh, 4A, 3A, their own uh, classification there. Uh, played Walkersville, or they didn't play Walkersville, excuse me. They played Middletown, though. Uh, and uh, apparently the Middletown-Delaware team uh, that they played to start the season is, is, They're is, legit. is doing They're well legit. in their yeah. playoffs. Uh, Blue is playing for some sort of conference or league championship down in, in D.C. So really most of their schedule was against playoff-worthy competition. They have a very young team, so maybe that's a factor. Mm-hmm. Um on on Friday, uh, because we'll, we'll we'll how will they handle the stage? Uh, will will it be too big for them, or will will they respond well to it? So, uh, so that uh, Urbana Blake game is interesting because I think Urbana's got a real chance to win it. Um, it was interesting last weekend also because we had two uh, state champions from last year go down. Uh, Quince Orchard is which has been the reigning su- supreme public school team in the state for a couple of years. They I guess they were dealing with some injury issues or, or whatnot, but 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 they uh, went down uh, to uh, Northwest uh, in, in in Class 4A, which was a bit of a surprise. And and uh, and, and the other state uh, champ to go down was, of course, uh, Damascus at, at the hands of our our own Walkersville Lions in a resounding uh, 42-0 win for Walkersville, um, which which was a bit surprising to me. I I. I thought Walkersville had a puncher's chance to win the game, and I didn't think Damascus was nearly as good as they were um, last year when they beat Oakdale in 3A, but but it was sort of shocking to see Walkersville go in there and, and, and really dominate Damascus like they did. Uh, Walkersville in the next round uh, faces uh, undefeated in top seed Owings Mills in 2A. Uh, in our other games are Middletown at Patuxent um, uh, in 2A, 1A. And uh, Catoctin is at Mountain Ridge, a team they played earlier this season and lost to in the Class 1A quarterfinals. But uh, but 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 any thoughts on on th- those uh, latter games that we talked about there? I just want to give a shout out to Catoctin because they you know they were three three and six in the regular season, but they 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 won their first game pretty well, and then last week they went to um, uh, Patterson Mill, who's the top seed in their region out in uh, Bel Air, and they went on the road and they had a. Uh, they they had they had a fourth quarter comeback. Seamus Stoll, who's their uh, you know junior backup quarterback, who I guess is now their starter for the rest of the season. Um, he uh he led he led those those two touchdown drives and you know had a sneak for the winning score with under a minute to play. So, you know, kudos to kudos to Catoctin for sort of I guess get getting maybe getting getting back to this round maybe a little bit sooner than we were expecting. Um, now Mountain Ridge is a you know like like, like you mentioned they they already. You know, beat Catoctin uh, by a pretty healthy margin earlier this year, so it's going to be a tall order to go on the road uh, and win that. But you know, it's already a you know five wins for Catoctin is probably is definitely their most in the 
lat, you know, since their state title season in 2019. Uh, right. Yeah, because the their playoff win over Lock Raven was their first playoff win um, since that uh, 2019 season. I'm sure Catoctin is glad to be playing Friday night football because they've they've been the kings of Thursday night. Yes. <laughs> uh, they played their first two playoff games on Thursday night when they played Mountain Ridge earlier in the season. That that happened to be a, a, a Thursday night game as well. So they've been the kings of the Thursday game. So I'm I'm sure they're glad to be under the Friday night lights uh, this week uh, at Mountain Ridge. Uh, before we go uh, uh, and, and get to our cross country segments, um, uh, MSD uh, won their second consecutive. Uh, Keystone State Football League Championship. They beat uh, Model School for the Deaf, a team they've dominated over the years, uh, 24-6 to in the championship game on uh, Saturday. So congratulations to the Orioles uh, <clears throat> for a fine 9-3 uh, and season and a second consecutive eight-man Keystone State Football League KSFL uh, Championship. All right, Alexander, thank you, sir. And when we get back, we will talk to uh, Caroline Gregory and one of her coaches, uh, Sage Norton, here on The Final Score. Stay with us. All right, joining me in the studio now is the Class 4A Maryland State Cross Country Champion, Caroline Gregory of Frederick High. Uh, One of her coaches, uh, Sage Norton, joins us as well. Ladies, welcome. Thanks for doing this. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Uh, On Saturday, Caroline won her second state cross country championship with a time of 18 minutes, 30.71 seconds uh, to win the Class 4A race. She she came from behind to do it. Uh, Mm -hmm. She she passed uh, the defending uh, champion 4A, Elena Blodnikar of Leonardtown, in the last, what, 250 meters, you'd say there, Caroline? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, To do it, just just how thrilling was it to not only to win, but to do it in the fashion that you did it in? Um, I mean, when I crossed the finish line, I was just kind of in shock that I had actually pulled it off. Um, but I think after coming up the hill, I was just, um, I saw her in front of me and I just knew that I could, I could catch her in the last like 400 meters. And then I used the hill in the last 250 meters to pass her and just try to stay in front of her. So it was really exciting. Uh, I'm curious your love hate relationship with the course at Hereford because it's very hilly. Mm -hmm. Is, Is it a course you like or is it a course that you're not so fond of? No, I like it. I think it's just like, I've had a lot of success on it and, I've been able to use the hills on it for my advantage, so it's a very unique course, and I I, I do like it. I've grown, I've grown fond of it. Yeah, and, and Sage, we had a game plan for for, for this race, uh, and it seemed like Caroline executed it to perfection. She did. Actually, while we were on the course walk, she and I were walking through the first mile, and we were discussing her game plan, and Caroline is by nature a front runner, and that is how I always was when I competed. The only thing about being a front runner that is really hard, it's hard to lead from the time the gun goes off and then also be in first place at the finish. And, um, and a meet of that caliber, right? Yeah, yeah. A- absolutely. If you're an elite athlete or even successful at running at some point and to the point where you are you have the ability to win races, it's extremely hard to lead from beginning to end. So she and I had discussed that the race really started with about a thousand meters to go when you are at the uh, the other side of the dip and then come back up and really that that was that would that was where the game change the game would change and the plan would have to go into effect and as long as she knew if she was in striking distance that there was no reason she couldn't take the lead and win 
Uh, what did you think of the plan initially, Caroline? Because you, you are a, a front-running runner. So were you like, oh, I don't know about this? Or, or was, was it hard for you to, to hang back during the race like he did? Because you were just off the lead for most of the race. Yeah, I um, I was pretty comfortable with the plan. I mean, I do trust my coaches, and I knew that Coach Sage knew what she was talking about. So um, I was comfortable with the fact of just hanging back with the front-runner because it makes it easier for me, like even though I'm used to running in the front – um, and sometimes I can get a little anxious having people in front of me when I'm running in a pack. I do like, it is more comfortable in the race just cause like they're doing the work for you. Um, so I feel like there's pros and cons, but I was, I was happy with the plan and I'm glad that we were able to talk before the race. Uh, I'm, I'm curious if this was a bit of a revelation for you because you are the front runner and you do most of the work most of the mm-hmm. time during these races. So when you won coming from behind, like you did and sort of hanging just off the lead where you're like, man, I should have been doing this a long time ago. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. Did, did, you, did you think that? Um, I don't know if I really thought about it, but it is definitely a tactic that, um, I mean, I, it was, I, I enjoyed implementing that plan and just being able to surprise from, from behind. It's definitely a useful tactic to have during a race. So. Might you use that in some of your future races? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I wish I had kind of used it more at regionals too because the girl who um, beat me at regionals, she came from behind at, for, in the last, like, I don't know, half mile of the race to win. So. Right. What, what were you thinking with 1,000 meters to go and you were like five or six seconds behind the, the reigning state champion? Yeah, I, when I was coming up the hill, I was like, I don't know if I can catch her because, you know, I was at the bottom of the hill and she was all the way at the top. But I remember, I remember my dad telling me before we started that even if she was the person, whoever it was in front of me, at the top, I could still have a chance to catch her. And so once I crested the hill, I remembered that. And then just when I saw her, especially on that last, like, 400 straight away, I knew I could do it. And what were you thinking when you saw Caroline uh, about – uh, six seconds behind there, Sage. So it seemed a little reminiscent of when she won her sophomore year. Uh, if anyone has saw her finish or has seen the videos, she really turned it up a notch on the hill. And we had practiced that and also discussed that. And when she crossed the bridge at the bottom of the dip, she was about six seconds behind. And I was halfway up the hill and she turned it up about three levels, and she was about three strides to the other girl's single stride. So she was really gaining on her. Um, and then when they run ar- went around the loop to go into the last 400 meters, she had probably about half the distance in 150 meters. She had gone from six seconds back to about three. So I was pretty confident that she was going to catch her. However, I did not get to see the finish. You did not. Where were you? I was actually still on the dip. Um In addition to Caroline trying to win, we were trying to win as a team. So one of the things that I always do as the coach is I stay out there. I think I've only seen one of Caroline's finishes this entire year. So it was a shock to me when I found out after the race that she was actually the winner. Um, I'm sure you saw the video of the finish, right? Someone had to have videoed this finish, right? Oh, I've seen it about... What do we say? Last night was yeah, like, 27 times or yeah. so that I've watched it. And, and yeah. what did you think the first time you saw the video? Let's see. I was, I was not, I, I can confidently say I was not surprised. I really was not. I'm, yeah. I've, I've watched Caroline run for four years, and honestly, nothing she is capable of surprises me. Right. But when you passed Elena, the race wasn't over yet. You still had mm-hmm. another 200 or so meters to go. And, yeah. and then she made, a, she made a late charge. How aware 
of that were you and, and sort of what were you thinking as you sort of maybe heard her come coming up behind you yeah so she really used the downhill at the end to um to gain or to gain on me and I remember after like going after the downhill going into like the the last like few meters of the race I could hear her breathing behind me and I could kind of like see her coming up and I just thought wow this is gonna actually be like something I've just like imagined like you know running into like neck and neck um but so I just I when I heard her I just scooched over so I couldn't so like there's nothing between me and the finish line and I just I just went for because she was not going to beat me in the last few meters and what was your first thought when you crossed the finish line um I don't know I think I was just I mean I was kind of like half kind of out of it but after I kind of recovered a little bit I was thinking like wow like this is just something I I mean I knew I could do it but then actually just doing it was I was kind of in shock it was yeah, it was a good feeling. <laughs> Using the different race tactic, how did your energy hold up throughout the race? Um, well, I mean, I was able to have a lot of energy at the end, obviously, to um, to pass her and reel her in at the end. So I think the race strategy was good in that I was able – I didn't go out too fast, um, and I was just able to stay back. Um, and having them in front of me also helped to push me throughout the race, but I wasn't, like, doing all the work, if you know what I mean. Um, so yeah, I think I, it gave, it did give me a lot more energy and a, a better push at the end. Well, when you saw your time, 18, 30, 71, what'd you think? I couldn't believe it. I mean, I knew that I could probably win. Um, like that was a, I knew I could probably do that, but I didn't think that I would win with a new best time on the course. So, um, especially beating my time from sophomore year. So it was it was a big surprise. Yeah, Coach Frank Strakonsky gave me a little bit of a backstory there. Mm-hmm. Um, the girl from in the three A race, which was the first race of the day, mm-hmm. uh, the girl from Great Mills, uh, Carter Brotherton, she mm-hmm. she beat your time. Yeah. Um, of the eighteen thirty five uh, sixty two time that you said as a sophomore to win, she mm-hmm. beat that. Her time was eighteen thirty three sixty five. Yes. And I guess it was brought to your attention by someone, or you you knew that somehow, mm-hmm. and your reaction was basically. That's okay. I still have one more race to go. Yeah. Yes. I mean, when you saw Carter break your time, what what sort of thought popped into your head? Um, I mean, I was a little disappointed just because I had held like the I don't know if it was like the course record or I think it, it was the course record. Um, and so it was like ah, oh, like I could only hold that for like a for two years, but um, I honestly wasn't really thinking about the time as much when I was running. I think I was mainly just focusing on like winning, um, and then the time just followed. But but did you get an extra jolt of motivation or determination uh, knowing that your time had just gone down? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, it was definitely a boost of um, of energy and just like wanting to get it get the record back. Right. What what, what do you think of Caroline's time eighteen thirty seventy one there, Sage? It was fantastic. I mean, it was an exclamation point on her and. T- four years of hard work that she has had. And I also, I also think that it, it, if I remember correctly, I think it's now the sixth fast, fastest time in the state on that course ever. So, um, that's just a great achievement. Um, one of the things that we discussed as a team, because Hereford is a much different course than we run weekly is that not to be so wrapped up in your time and be more concerned with your place 
obviously with a runner like Caroline, she is going to be concerned with her time and she should be concerned with her time, especially when you're on a huge stage like that. And pretty much everybody who's anybody to cross country in the state of Maryland is watching. Right. The, the team was awesome too. You got, mm-hmm. you guys yeah. finished second. Uh, talk about Amelia Slagle and, and some mm-hmm. of your other teammates. Amelia was, was third in the state. And, mm-hmm. and, I, and yeah. I think after the race, I heard you say you didn't even realize that she was so she was that close no. behind you. Yeah, and I did. I mean, I knew that she was obviously the next runner on our team to come in, but I didn't realize that she had – or hadn't sunk in that she had gotten third place. Right, can can yeah. you talk about what that result means for her and just how happy you were for her? Yeah, I mean, she has just had a huge, like, huge comeback this season – um, last season she was, um, I think de- dealing with some injuries and things like that. Um, so this season, I mean, it has just been, um, a game changer for her. She has really drastically improved her times and she has moved into our, our, um, girls team second spot. Um, so I'm just really proud of her. She's done, she's done amazing. And she was pushing you all season too. Yes, it seemed, because, I know. Because yeah. the counties, uh, I, I know you guys were one, two, and, mm-hmm. and you guys were the first two to finish. Yes. Yeah. And, and, and Sage, you said this race sort of set up pretty well for Amelia, uh, too. Yes, actually great for Amelia. She has been closing the gap on those girls that have been in front of her all season. Mm-hmm. And going into the race, she was one of the I guess Mile Split had listed her as one of the top 10 people that could really potentially have the opportunity to win. Much like Caroline, when she came into the dip, she was in seventh place. So she really, if you watch the full video, she really turns it up another notch on the um, coming up the dip as well and really makes up a lot of ground there. But you sort of anticipated that too, based on how she runs. Yes, very much so. You did. She has a beautiful stride. I mean, it's effortless, especially that last 400 meters. She's by nature an 800-meter runner, and she really has a beautiful stride. Her stride length, everything about her running is effortless. Uh, also uh, finishing uh, very high for the Frederick girls, uh, Juliana Bronner, uh, 15th uh, overall. Uh, her time was 20:29.85. Uh, Isabel Soto, uh, had a great finish, 27th, uh, 21 minutes, 17.87 seconds. And, uh, Sam, uh, Milsovic, uh, mm-hmm. had a great, uh, and she was, uh, not in your top five for most of the season, right? Sam, she, she, yeah. she cause you guys were dealing with some injuries and, and Sam really came through for you there. Yes, she did. She did great too. Cause we, um, she wasn't originally going to be in our top five for States, but then at the last minute we moved her in and, um. I mean, I don't think even she was expecting to be our fifth runner. Um, so, yeah, she. I mean, I can't even put into words. She just had a breakthrough race. This is probably one of like, this was probably the best race of her career so far. Um, just with her time and placing, and I think she was only like eight or so seconds from Isabel, our fourth runner. So, why did you guys all run so well at the biggest meet on Saturday? Um, I mean, this is the meet that we've been preparing for all season. Um, this is, it's kind of always been in the back of our minds, especially after our second place finish last season. Um, and so just all the workouts we've done, all the, you know, hill workouts we've done and, you know, meets our coaches put us in, it's all gearing us for up for the state meet. And so I think, um, you know, we just knew it was time and we knew that we could win it. And so I think we just all had 
that energy to just go out and do our best. Now, one of the caveats to your second place finish, as great as that was, was you guys lost by one point to Walter Johnson. So, <laughs> yeah. so as, as thrilled as you are to finish second, is it mm-hmm. also frustrating and somewhat annoying that you only lost by one point? Yeah, I think it's it's even more annoying than last year just because it was one point. Like, that's the closest you can get to first place without getting first place. Um, but our coach had said at the beginning that you just have to do your best, and that's all that counts. And each and every one of us did our very best. So there's nothing more that he can ask for. Right. He can ask for. Uh, talk about your approach this season, because you're one that you you put a lot of hard work and, and effort into in, into what you do, and, and you care a lot about your results, and and you put a lot of pressure on yourself sometimes mm-hmm. to, to perform at your highest levels. Uh, but this season, you seem to change your approach, or you, you talked about how your approach changed a little bit where you were trying to have more fun out there. It, mm-hmm. it, it's high school cross country. Let, let's have fun. And you were more team focused and you were, you were run, you were embracing uh, runners like Amelia and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So just talk about how your approach changed and sort of maybe how that helped you on Saturday. Yeah. So this season, I mean, I haven't been getting the times that I've wanted. Um, like I didn't PR at all this season, but I knew that, you know, this was my last season and I didn't want to get so caught up in, um, you know, things that I thought I wasn't doing well. Um, because I mean, like our coaches have told us, like in five years, like it's not going to matter what our times were, things like that. So I just really did try to focus on my team. Um, you know, at the starting line, instead of like, you know, letting the nerves, um, you know, take over, just like looking at my teammates and, um, just encouraging them and being there for them at the finish line. So, uh, Sage, did you notice a difference in Caroline's approach this season? Absolutely. She was much more confident on the start line and also much more relaxed. Um, she, Like she said, she didn't let her nerves take control. I also think that the group dynamics of our top 10, 11, 12 girls is really more of that of a family than it is of an actual team. They're there to support each other. Each athlete plays a different role in the team when they approach the starting line. You know, there's some that are nervous. There's Jules, who's always telling jokes. Samantha is silent, but always calm. Isabel is always excited. So they they each bring something different to the start line. And I also think that helps with the cohesive, cohesiveness in the approach to racing. So there's a lot on – it's not – one individual is not bearing the weight of the team. They're actually – in the instance of Caroline, she has a really solid team behind her. Mm-hmm. You know, Samantha finishing fifth in the state meet was unexpected, but how amazing is that that you can have somebody that's added in in the last minute and really know that you can rest on the fact that she's put in the work and can be there when it matters. Were you less nervous, Caroline, than you might have been in a, in a previous state meet? Oh, yeah. I was a lot better this year. I mean, last year... <laughs> Um, last year at the city, I like threw up like five times on the way to the starting line. Um, so I just, I think my mindset was definitely better this, um, this state me and also just this whole season. Cause I feel like, I mean, last season I was, you know, running some faster times and things, but this season I feel like I'm, I've just really been enjoying it more. Um, and I'd much rather enjoy it than, you know, PR like at, during the season. So um, yeah, so definitely, I was definitely a lot more calmer. Yeah, I mean, did you sort of have to remind yourself at the start of, uh, like, no matter what happens in this race, mm-hmm. like, it's going to be okay? Yeah, yeah, and I mean, no matter how nervous you get, it's it's not going to, I mean, throwing up isn't going to help you, so 
Right. I just don't remember that. Right. But but you also said after the race that you weren't going to let the nerves, this was your last high school cross-country yeah. race, you weren't going to let the nerves defeat you yeah. uh, on, on Saturday. And that seemed to be a big part of your determination and strategy as well. Yeah, I definitely. I just remember thinking that, you know, the moment I cross the finish line, it's done. Like, there's nothing I can do about it. So just, you know, go out there, do my best one last time and finish strong. Well, what has it meant to you to be a part of this great team that, that that's won uh, so many races and just uh, just over the last four years? Just how do you look at your growth and development over the last four years? Um, it's been so fun. I mean, I am so glad that I got to be a part of this team, especially, you know, being homeschooled at first. Um, just even having the opportunity to come to Frederick High School and um, be on such a great team. Um, it's definitely changed a lot since freshman year. Um, but all for the better. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't even know what to say. It's just, it's been a great opportunity and I've had such amazing coaches guiding me. Um, not only, um, you know, instilling in us lessons about how to be better athletes, but also just better people. Um, and so I just, and I think that our, especially over like the past two years, our team has really, like coach Sage said, gone from being a team to being a family. And I think that's just something that's really special and has helped us have so much success. And I'm just so glad to have been a part of that. It's been a fun ride. Was the transition difficult from from homeschool to, to being involved in a, a big high school like Frederick High? Um, I think it was a little easier for me just because my first year was COVID. So um, it was online and then hybrid. And so I was able to kind of, um, you know, ease into it. And then being on you know, FHSXC really helped me also just get to know people um, faster and have a community outside of just the regular school day. Right. Yeah. You, you mentioned COVID. Uh, you, you, well, your freshman year was was the weird COVID year. Mm-hmm. And the only meet I think that was run was the county meet, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. And that gave you the chance eventually to be a four-time county champion. Mm-hmm. So, so I know when you won counties, that was a huge result for you because – uh, fluky circumstances and all, you still got to run that race your freshman year and, yes. and, and still got the achievement of being a four-time county champ. So it's sort of crazy how it worked out that yeah. way, right? Yeah, I know. That was really cool. I'm glad I had at least that one meet to go through all four years. Right. Uh, Sage, your background, uh, you, you told me before, right before we came on, you were uh, a soccer player uh, in, in high school. You grew up in New Jersey. Uh, and then you went to uh, Dickinson College in Carlisle. And then you became a runner. So, so tell us a little bit about your background and how you became a, a coach at Frederick High. So I went, like you just said, I played soccer um, in high school, and then I ran indoor and outdoor track. And when I went to college, I had decided that I was going to add cross country into the mix. And I did cross country more to stay fit for indoor and outdoor track because of the two, I love the track more. Um, when I got out of college, one of my coaches said to me, how about we run a marathon and I'll train with you? And okay. so the rest it, is kind of history it, it for was that. A t- team effort there. That probably helped because yep. you probably would have been, no, 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 no. I'm not doing it by myself, right? <laughs> yep. He did. He wrote up my training program. He did all the training with me. We ran the Casino Niagara Marathon. And that is really how I fell in love with distance running. Um, I had a lot of success as a marathon runner. I ran a 246 in the marathon. I run a couple JFKs, a couple Catoctin 50Ks. And a funny story about how I ended up with a job at um, Frederick High. Actually, 
Margaret Osborne, who is one of our assistant coaches now, her daughter was on the cross-country team, and they were hosting a Chipotle night over on Patrick Street, and I had went with my son and Frank, and at the time, Lois Strickland was the assistant coach. They were there, and I went over and talked to them, and Lois introduced me to Frank and said, well, what do you think about coaching, Sage? And that is how it really started. I mean, in a Chipotle night fundraiser, and the rest is really history. I spent four years as Frank's assistant coach, and then two years ago, he and I took over as both head coaching. So, What did you think about coaching when, when that idea was first broached? Well, I went back to my husband and my family because at the time, my kids were really little. They're now 14 and 16, but they were 8 and 10 at the time, and that was – I was also working, so it was a lot to balance, and I, I, ha- I didn't want to pass up on the opportunity – And I had had the good fortune of having some tremendous coaches along the way. So I almost felt like it was my turn to give back and to influence the younger generation because I wanted to teach them about a sport that I had loved that had shaped my life, not just my athletic life, but had also shaped my life. Right. Uh, Hearing uh, Sage's story there, Caroline, I'm I'm curious, do you look at cross country as more of a team sport or is it more of an individual sport? It's definitely a team sport. I mean, the you you get scored, I mean, both individually and as a team, but I definitely could not have as much success without my team behind me um, as I do now. Um, just with, you know, all the hard workouts that we do, the long runs, they're so much easier and more bearable with a team with you. So definitely a team sport. And, and how did you get your start as a runner? I started with the youth program Spires um, in sixth grade, and then I did that through eighth grade before um, joining FHSXC. And what did you think of running uh, when you first started? I liked it. I remember the first time um, I actually, like, tried out a practice with another group that I didn't end up continuing with. I went to Spires, but I remember just doing, like, the warm-up, and I was – um, I like almost fainted after it, but it was only a mile. <laughs> only a mile. So you could, <laughs> yeah. you, could, you could barely handle a mile at the yeah, start. Well, yeah. Well, I think I ran, I ran a little too fast, but that's like one thing I remember <laughs> from my first ever like actual running experience. Um, so, so but, you learned right then you had to like slow down, yeah. and, and s- yeah. slow down a little bit, right? Yeah. Um, but it didn't scare me away. And so when I joined Spires, I just, I just really liked it, you know, just being able to be out in the fresh air running and, um, yeah, I, I enjoyed it. Were you always, like, the fastest kid right from the start? Um, No, I mean, I definitely had a talent for it, but I, like, I didn't, I don't really remember ever winning, um, winning meets. I can only remember, like, maybe a couple that I won with the youth program, um, but, yeah, so. I, I think Coach Frank told me in your time at Frederick High you won 25 25- races yeah i think it was 24 or 24 yeah. races mm-hmm. okay well what do you think of that number i mean that, that's a crazy number of race wins i know it is i actually wasn't really until um like last month when i realized that i had broken like the record for the most wins i hadn't really been thinking about how many wins i was i was getting but it, it is pretty cool yeah and, and running of course is a, a is a team sport right sage mm-hmm. absolutely it absolutely is a team sport. Like Caroline said, a lot of her success has actually come as a result of her teammates. Um, they're the ones that are there every single day training her, training with her, encouraging her, 
cheering her on. It is absolutely team sport all the way. Are, are you surprised how well you took the running uh, after being a soccer player and not really doing it through high school? Not really. Um, one you, of, I mean, you run a lot during soccer, so, so that helps. <laughs> one of the things that I always say to the girls, and Frank will probably kill me for saying this. Uh-oh, we like, we, we like <laughs> stuff like this. I always tell them to get comfortable being uncomfortable. And I actually think in sports most of my life, one of the things I've thrived off is being uncomfortable. I love being miserable. Why? Why? Why Why not be happy and go lucky? Well, you can be happy and still be miserable. Um, I had the good fortune of being extremely successful in running. And I think one of the reasons was because I just embraced the fact that there there's definitely a time to be miserable. And then then it's over and you can rest on your laurels and enjoy your success. Is it because like you grow the most? You have your best results when you overcome and face adversity is is that part of it i think that's a little bit of it but i also think that you actually have the most growth when things don't go your way and i would bet if you ask caroline she learned a lot last year more so than she had in previous years i do personally believe that sometimes when things just aren't the best you really see and experience what you're capable of all right caroline do you appreciate the races you didn't win more than some of your race victories Yes, definitely. And I mean, like I was talking about, you know, with the regionals, that was that was pretty hard just because I had been leading the whole way up until the last part of the race. And so I think the races I have lost have definitely um, have definitely, you know, taught me, you know, how to race better, I think. Um, And, you know, just different strategies for racing. And also just, I mean, no one's going to win every single thing. And so I think it's just important to learn early on that, you know, it's okay. When, when did that revelation come to you, Sage, at a pretty early age? or? Um... I think so. The, my mom will tell me that I turned around in one race when I was eight years old to see where the girl was behind me, and I got past, and I learned then that I should never turn around again. So, so, so you still never saw her. You, 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 you turned around and didn't see her either way. So why, why, why would Coach Frank disapprove of B? being uh, comfortable with being uncomfortable. It's not that he would disapprove. He would just say, I can't believe you told everybody that. That's our secret. <laughs> oh, I, I see. So, so we're giving away the, we're giving away the formula here. We're, we're, we're giving away the secret recipe. So uh, Caroline, no rest, no rest for you. Cause you, you go right into swimming season. Uh, you, you swim for Frederick high too. Yes, I do. Uh, tell us what you're looking forward to about swimming season. Um, I'm just looking forward to being in the water. I mean, swimming was like the first sport, that I actually did competitively. Um, and it's just a great, you know, full body, um, low contact sport. So yeah, I'm just excited to, to be able to have a little bit of a break from running. Um, I'll obviously keep up um, just so I'm ready to go for outdoor. But And what are your events in swimming? Um, I do a lot of different events. My favorites, I would say, I like... Um, 200 freestyle, um, so like long distance freestyle. I also like butterfly a lot, so like 100 butterfly I do pretty pretty regularly. Right, it's another great lifelong sport. Mm-hmm. You, 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 you could do it uh, for most of your life. And another endurance sport, which you seem mm-hmm. to uh, I- I excel at very well. Yeah. And you're not done running for Frederick High because you're gonna run uh, outdoor track, right? Yes, I am, I'm okay. very excited. And, and what will your events be in outdoor track? The 32 and the 16? Yeah, probably mostly the 32 and the 16. Last season I did 
the 800 quite a few times, so I'll probably be doing that one as well. But I definitely prefer, I like the 60 and the 32 the most. Well, what's the hardest race? Is it a cross-country race? Is it a track race? What, what, what is the race maybe you like the least? Um, well, I wouldn't say I like it the least, but cross-country is definitely the hardest um, just because of the distance you're going and just all the different terrains and everything. You know, track is much shorter and it's just, you know, on a flat track. Yeah, no, um, no, no hills on the yeah, track. <laughs> yeah. So um, it definitely, cross-country definitely takes a lot more out of you, but... Um, I like both. Right. What was your favorite and least favorite race, Sage? Are you counting as an adult, too? Sure. (laughs) My favorite race is probably the Catoctin 50K. Um, I love that distance, and it just runs... 50K, I mean, that that sounds sounds awful uh, (laughs) on the surface. But you, who likes being... Who's Um, comfortable being uncomfortable. That's right. You're probably right in your uh, comfort zone there. Uh, yes, <laughs> it is. And and the race starts at 8 o'clock in the morning in the middle of July. I mean, what gets better than that? Right, <laughs> on a nice, hot, 98-degree day, what's better than running a, a, a 50K? Exactly. And what was your least favorite favorite race? Probably the 400. I, I just don't didn't have the leg turnover for that. Okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah that's a tough one. And you, I mean, you're sprinting. That's a one-lap sprint around the track. Oh, so yeah. that doesn't sound like too much fun no. uh, <laughs> uh, either. So, um, Caroline, what are your college plans? So I am attending Cedarville University um, in Ohio in the fall. Um, well, I'll be running cross-country and track there. And, and what part of Ohio is that? It's southwest Ohio. Okay. Mm-hmm. So so you're near Cincinnati? or Yeah, it's um... like 30 minutes from Columbus. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. So mm-hmm. so not, not too far from home, right? Yeah, I think it's about um, a seven-hour drive. Yeah. Yeah. Not super far, but, but far enough away, right? Yeah. 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 And uh, tell us about the program uh, track and cross-country at Cedarville and what, what attracted you to Cedarville. I just really – I did an official visit there – uh, a few months ago, and I just really enjoyed um, the team, and I was able to meet the girls and stay overnight with them. Um, and I also just, I really enjoy the coach, too. He um, he really cares about, just like my coaches here with FHSXE, he cares about me as a person and not just as an athlete. Um, and so, yeah, I think just, like, the whole team aspect of it um, and just, like, the whole dynamic of, you know, the team and their practices and everything. Um, I just thought I would really fit in well there. How much faster can you get? Yeah, I don't know. We'll have to see. I I know that I I can I definitely have room for improvement and definitely I yeah, I can definitely get a new PR, get faster. Sage, how much faster can you get? Ugh. That means I'd have to start running again. <laughs> it's it's all relative based on age, right? Right. Well you know you no longer run? I do not competitively run anymore. Okay. No. Did you go out there for a jog every once in a while? Or just uh... I run with the girls. Yeah, you, you do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. I did tell Caroline that I was going to start racing again. Yeah. So yeah. Uh-oh. it'll be back on the table. Nice. The, the distance is questionable. Okay. Not 50K? I'm thinking that's probably where we'll start. Uh, all right. Wow. Okay. <laughs> And what, what are your coaching plans? Do you coach a winter or a spring sport? I do or? not. I actually go back to parenting my own children. <laughs> okay, yeah, that's a different kind of uh, coaching right there. Absolutely. So, are are your children are they are they runners? Today is their first day of indoor track. Excellent. Excellent. Okay. So we'll see. They're they're distance racers, I assume. Or they're no? actually. I've actually uh, 
because I've been a runner my whole life and now I coach, I wanted them to make the decision to run when they were ready. So they both decided that this year is the year. Right. Were you ever a sprinter, Carolina, or did you ever sprint in, in races, or were you always just a distance runner? Uh, no. I mean, I kind of forget the track events I would do in Spires, but I always remember um, doing distance, I think. I remember doing the 3,000. I was scared to do the 3,000 for the first time, and afterwards I was like, I really like that. So, yeah, I've always been pretty much a di- – like, even the 800's a little too fast for right. me. Well, congratulations on all your success. Thank you. Uh, look, look forward to watching you during swimming season and also track season before you go off to college. Yes, thank Sage, you. Uh, best of luck as you get the running career uh, restarted here. Thank and, you. And, and thanks for uh, your great insight. And when we come back, we'll talk to another great runner, uh, James Partlow of Thomas Johnson. So stay with us here on The Final Score. guest in studio is no stranger to the program. This is what, uh, your third time on, James? Correct. I, yes. I, I think. Uh, James uh, Partlow, Thomas Johnson High School senior. Uh, new title uh, acquired over the weekend, a state 4A cross-country champion. And, and James, to be a state champion, I mean, you've been knocking on the door for, for a few years now here, both in track and cross-country. Just to have that in front of your name, the title state champion, what, what, what does that mean to you? Oh, everything. Uh, four years of hard work, dedication, um, lots of runs over the week, <laughs> over the summer. Um, yeah, a lot of just a lot of commitment uh, on and off the track, on and off the course. Uh, yeah, it means a lot. Yeah, I mean, remind everyone, you're the guy that runs on summer vacation. Uh, yes. Uh, your, your family takes summer vacations in instead of planning fun things to do. I mean, I'm sure you do that too, but but you're you're looking up uh, places you could run. You, oh, yes. You, you're plotting yep. out race courses on, on summer vacation, and you're up at the crack of dawn too. There's no there's no sleeping in on the no. Partlow uh, summer uh, vacation. So Of course. you can't, if, if, if you sleep in, then you're going to – run while everyone else is doing all those fun things. Right. Do you do that to avoid the heat, or do you do that, or why, why do you get up so early and run with, with your mother yeah. who is, who's on the bike? Ma- mainly, to, mainly to avoid the heat, um, but especially on those family vacations, it's, you, you got to have some fun. Uh, give, give us a cool look. Where, where have you been recently? Give us a cool yeah, locale um, where you got a chance to run. Well, down at uh, Clater Lake State Park, um, my family and I went down there for – vacation towards the beginning of the summer uh, um, and where is that what part of the country the, that's southwestern virginia okay um and yeah i found a, an old um railroad bed and it's just like 52 miles it's amazing it was beautiful uh it goes down by uh runs by the river um and just like through old towns and Beautiful areas like that. How, um, how many of the fifty-two miles did you run? Did you go the whole oh, way? Oh no, uh, yeah. uh, only only about. I mean, in, in stretches, probably not all probably, at once, but yeah. Uh, in stretches, probably probably about thirteen miles. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah, it was it was great. Uh, what did you think of your time on uh, Saturday? Um, I was very happy. Fifteen thirty-nine twenty-eight, which I is that that's the record, right? Uh, second fastest time. Second, second, fastest, sec, second time. fastest time. Yep, uh, I learned. Does it does it bug you that it's the second fastest time? I mean, you want to be the fastest time, of course. Does it bug you that it's only number two? Tiny bit, um, but I don't know. I I kind of can't complain with number two. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, no, I. I, 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 I mean, fifteen thirty nine twenty eight. I mean, that, that that's crazy, right? Yes, I was very happy with that. Um, yeah, I. 
What, what, what were you expecting going in? Um, so my I'm in uh, I'm in the ROTC program at TJ, um, and my the chief Rodrigues um, there told me that he wanted me to get the course record. And I was kind of thinking, okay, well, let, let's what, see if what, I can do what, it. What, what is the course record? Do you know? Uh, I'm sure you know. The course record is 15.34. Okay. Yes. So, uh, so, so it's five seconds off. Um, just off, but yeah. But he, he wanted me to get the course record because it's, it's a huge, uh, infamous course. Uh, it's a great, um, big name. Yeah. Um, what is your relationship with the Hereford course? Is, 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 I love it. You, you love it. Okay. I love it. I, I think it's a great, iconic course. Uh, it's been the same, what, state's course since before Forever, my coach right? was yeah. born yeah like that is that is crazy um i think it's great the dip is iconic um i, I love a big fast course the well, hill, not, the, the, not the, fast, the hill the hills don't bother you or anything like no, that. no of course not all that summer training okay yeah i mean you're you're, you're used to it you're, you're and you're not probably looking for flat ground on vacation either necessarily so yeah correct um but but your mother would probably might appreciate <laughs> it because she's riding the bike and she doesn't want yes. to be all uphill right yes uh over there, there was some vacation. the The one down at um, Southwestern Virginia that that was all f- very flat, um, which is good. I was getting back into training over the summer, but uh, other places, yes, I had quite a bit of hills over the over vacation. Right. How much pressure? You were such a favorite to win this state title. How much pressure were you feeling going into this race on Saturday? A lot. Yeah, definitely a lot. Um, milesplit.com had an article out about me about how um it was my race to lose um and yeah it, it was you, a lot of pressure I'd, do you try and ignore that stuff as much as possible or i mean do you embrace reading it and, I, and I like it reading it it, it okay. generally it generally hypes me up a little bit uh, right before okay. my race uh, it gets me a little more confident um yeah i i enjoy reading that kind of stuff but what, what, what did the pressure feel like though uh, I'm not sure. Just just pressure, um, right? Okay. Yeah. Ma- mainly from myself. Um, I I don't think if if I had lost, I don't think anyone would have been mad at me in, at any way. And I knew that, but like, I I I really wanted it for myself, honestly. Well, what What if you did lose? Like, what if the quote unquote worst case scenario happened? <laughs> Ooh. Um, would you have been in- inconsolable after the race? <laughs> I mean, I, I probably would have been very upset. Uh, last year, I I placed eleventh, uh, which was better than I. Yeah, we're we're gonna we're gonna talk about your progression, but oh, but, yeah, but, yeah. But, but but yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I last year I placed eleventh, and I I was very unhappy with that. I thought I could do even like much better than that. I was very unhappy. Did that give you like a kick in the pants that you needed though? Maybe or yes, uh, definitely. In, in a way, definitely. going into um indoor and then outdoor. Yeah, it, it definitely motivated me okay yeah because you're like this is not going to happen again Correct. Uh, right well, why why do you think you finished 11th just just wasn't your race wasn't uh, weren't, was, weren't, weren't feeling great or um... i just wasn't feeling great it just wasn't my race was my day yep okay but but when you finished you're like man what, 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 i'm sure you were instantly like what do i need to do to make this better next year right yeah definitely um just knew i needed to train harder was there something about the course uh just just would you would you would you train training harder you just you just said mm. that, 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 that was the difference I, yeah. I think just in general but yeah, but, but you train you, you already trained pretty hard so like what you just had to kick it up another gear yeah, or yeah. more, more increased, miles increased or? mileage uh which directly affects uh in, increase in hills um which is really good right uh, how'd you deal with the pressure? Just, just how did you sort of internalize that and just manage that? Um, I've, I felt a lot of pressure from myself earlier in the season. Uh, I've 
especially those two races, uh, Oatlands and Carlisle down in Virginia and Pennsylvania, respectively. And, um, and you won both those races. You won both of those over races. Like three, and the field was like over 300 runners. Correct, so. in, bo- in both races, yes. Um, and so I, I definitely had a lot of pressure on myself, um, from myself, earlier in the season for those two races. So I, it, it was kind of just the same thing, um, a little bit more, because, of course, it's the state title is on the line. Um, but it it wasn't exactly anything new. It wasn't. Uh, did you get a lot of confidence from winning at, at Oatlands and Carlisle? Oh, did, did, huge did, confidence, did, especially especially Oatlands. Oh, why? Why? Uh, just uh, huge meet. Um, only I think only three Marylanders have ever won it, so it was a big deal. Um, yeah, it, kids who who win that race get a lot of attention. Um, and it, yeah, it, it's just a great meet. So well, it, I was very happy. Well, was that sort of the moment you said I'm right on track? I, I'm right where I need to be. All the training and stuff. Yeah, his, his, definitely. His, his, his paid off. Like, definitely. like, like I'm right where I want to be right now. Correct. Right. Yes. Okay. Um, the, the, um, it, your race at states. Uh, a guy uh, from Old Mill was sort of stuck with you most of the way. You said that surprised you a little bit. Oh, very surprising. Yes, he he ran a fantastic race. Uh, uh, Sadeki, uh, Jakovic, uh, had you run with him before or running against no, him before? No, I had not. Okay. I've never raced him. Okay. Uh, so he's hanging with you toward the finish. Uh, there's probably 300, 400 meters to go. And that's when, that's when you kick into gear and, and sort of pull away from him. Uh, but sort of what was your plan altered at all during the race because he stayed with you for so long? No. Um, my, my whole plan was just to let everyone sit and kick, um, just let everyone else do all the work. And then when it finally came down to it, just kick in into high gear and win the race. You mentioned your kick. Your coach said you were worried about your kick when, uh, as a freshman. You, yes. were, you were worried you weren't gonna, going to have a kick. Well, why, oh, why, yes. why, why, yeah. why were you concerned? Uh, well, sta- uh, county's freshman year. Um, it was, we were going for the, our team was going for the county title. Uh, my teammates both, both finished first and second. And, um, we needed everyone to step up, and I. So co- my coach is already very happy that our uh, top two guys finished number one and number two. And, and, and this was like like the COVID year too. Right? Correct. Okay. This was coming right out of COVID. This and, was and April seventeenth. You guys only had yeah, it was spring, so that's weird. For, yeah, it was for very cross weird. Country and it, and it's warm, probably warmer than you guys like. <laughs> yes. Um and, and and also like it was the only race you had that year, right? Uh, no, uh, no, uh, it, we had other races uh, before that, but they were all like in t- inside of Frederick County, so okay, it, it was right. a very weird season. Okay. Yeah. But yes, I was, I was. Our first two guys got uh, number one and number two, and then I come in leading a huge pack, and I'm in, like, fifth place at this point, and we got about, like, 300 meters left in the race, and my coach is going berserk. We just went one, two, and now we got another freshman in uh, fifth place, Uh, but needless to say, I did not have a kick at all. I just continued pace while everyone else had a kick, and I ended up finishing 10th. So, Well, was that another moment you said, how do I make this better? How, how do I improve this? Yeah, it definitely was. My coach always had just said, uh, kick comes with time. You don't need to worry. And so I, I just trusted him with that. Right. How did you develop your kick? Uh, I think I, I don't really exactly know. Um, I think it just happened. Like my coach said, I think it just happened over time. Um it, it's just one of those things that as you grow, as you get more experience, you just have a kick. 
Right. Okay. Well, well, I mean, what do you think of this progression? You were you were tenth, like you said, at, at counties. Um, did, did the moment get too big for you there? Where you think I'm in fifth? Oh my God! What am I doing? What am I doing? And, and then it, you, you kind of. I was. Or, I was. Yeah. I was going a little bit berserk. I was kind of su- very surprised that I was up with this group uh, that I was with because um, they earlier in the season I was nowhere near them. Right. You, you might be too young for this, James, but have you, have you ever seen the cartoon where, like, the character is, like, running on the air? And they're, yes. They're, and they're doing yes. it fine until they realize they're running on the air. Yes. Uh, and then and then they sink as soon as of they course. realize what they're doing. Wiley Coyote. Oh, right, right. Wiley Coyote. I, was, I wasn't sure if you were too, oh, uh, too, too young for Wiley and Coyote. Um, but was that sort of that moment for you? It, it, it Correct. Counties, yeah. The, the, the running on air moment? <laughs> yep. Yeah. A little bit. Yeah. I was, I was very surprised that I was up with them, and then I... Just kind of didn't have a kick, and everybody passed me. <laughs> right, uh, and then uh, so your tenth at counties uh, uh, um, as a freshman, you don't even make states that year, right? There was no states. There, there, uh, that's right. There was no states because of uh, the COVID. Correct. Um, then as a sophomore, you're fifty first. Fifty first states in the state. Yes, so. I was very unhappy with that uh, performance. I ended up, I didn't even know it, which I should have. Um, but I had an injury. I had a hamstring strain. Um, that year so yeah that that state's performance i was not very ha- proud of right how i did then um and uh and that your time there i mean you, you probably laugh at it now was 1757 <laughs> seven yeah uh, your, your time at uh when you finished 10th at counties was 1738 so compare yes. that to saturday you're 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 more than two minutes faster yep i mean obviously the hard work but how much of that is just natural progression and just learning how to learning how to run uh a, a little bit. Um, I would say a little bit of it. I think most of it has come from just very hard work over the summer yeah, okay. and just over the season. So, yeah. you, so just putting putting in the miles. Yeah, putting the miles. I, I, I'd say a little bit of that was just getting more experience. Has anyone, maybe even you, pulled the reins in and say, man, I'm, I'm putting in too many miles? No. no. <laughs> uh, I, I've, I've very gradually uh, upped up the miles. Um, okay. And like... Yeah, I, I can talk about that a little more later, but okay. Yeah, uh, how many mi- how many miles do you do uh, over so right, the summer typically? Right now, uh, I just finished. Uh, I'm in tapering season, uh, but over the summer and then over the season, I was doing sixty miles a week, and then just like gradually, um, I just like until tapering season, I was building up to sixty five miles. Um, but it over the summer, once I like began to hit sixty, it was it was a little bit hard. Uh, but I just stuck with it, and it, I continued to it, it, running sixty miles a week got better. Okay, how do you arrive at how do you arrive at the sixty number? How do you, how do you know that's the right number? Yeah. Um. So last year I was at around like forty to forty five, and I was doing well there. Um. And then outdoor came, and I I knew I wanted to up it a little more. Uh, outdoor track. I want. I knew I wanted to up my mileage a little more, and so I decided I was gonna go like. Like over the course of like three weeks, I was gonna go thirty miles, then forty miles, then fifty miles, and I I I knew that fifty miles was right for me because I jumped straight from thirty miles to fifty miles uh, in the span of two weeks, um, which I was very happy with. But uh, I I was at like fifty miles over outdoor, um, and just knew I I would have to train more, even more for cross country. I mean, longer distances, so I just upped it by another ten. And then, how do you know when to cut back? Like, like what guidelines are you following? With, uh, with, yeah, with, with your program, kind of just like four weeks until I really want to hit peak. Um, the the meet that I want to be peak for four weeks, uh, 
before that's why I start tapering. Okay, and you cut back to what? Uh, forty miles. For forty miles. So, 40 so miles. The, 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 is that a huge difference? Do you do you feel a like little, I, yes. I, I've only run forty yes. miles this week? Yes, <laughs> it it definitely is a little bit weird and like running eight miles a day and the twelve mile long run down to like six miles a day to and a does, does it feel yeah. like a full day's work or, or or not really not really but i i know it's gonna help me so it it, right. it balances out well when you ramp up to 60 miles are, are you worried that you're increasing the likelihood of injuries no um i think by i knew i was ready for it um just like i've been working up to the that like that mileage uh my entire high school career. So I kind of knew I was ready for it. Okay. Uh, but, but sure enough, and I don't know if this was a wear and tear injury. You did deal with an injury over the course of the season. You had yes, a plantar, uh, plantar fasciitis, which is like the worst injury a, a runner could possibly get. Right. Probably. Yeah. Thankfully I caught it early. So it really didn't affect me that badly, but yes, it was, it was not fun in the middle of it. Well, was it a wear and tear injury or was it just a fluky thing? I, I think it was just, wear and tear just um i'd been putting in a lot of miles uh i barely took a day off um i think up until a few weeks ago um i had not taken a day off since like mid-june that, that, so that's, that's what i mean like, like does someone have to this coach or you even yourself have to say i'm doing yeah too much? yeah um yeah I, okay i think i do like to push myself very hard uh, right. and thankfully my coach is there to step it back but how did you you said catching it early was the key how did yes. you how did you catch it early uh, I, I knew that, um, I'd had some like pain getting out of bed, which is like the, uh, signature symptom of plantar oh, so, fasciitis. So, so, so you did your homework and like you knew what to look for oh, or yes, something yes. like this. Um, so, uh, do you, do you do that with all running injuries or? No, uh, um, they, if they kind of come up, then I just go see in the, tr- go and see the trainer. Okay. Um, but yeah. So, I, so I, how, I did you, how, did, how did you, how did you know about plantar fasciitis? I had it before uh, sophomore year. Oh, you my, did? Okay. Yeah. My, my hamstring strain turned into plantar fasciitis on my other fit. Ah. Foot. Uh, yeah. So, so, so. That, so that injury your sophomore year was sort of a blessing in disguise because you're like, I've, I've felt this before. I, I, yes. I, I, I know what, the, I know what this is. Yes. Um, and how much, how much pain were you in this time having, having caught like it early? a tenth of the pain that I was in, uh, first time, uh, thankfully. So it, it was very minimal. So you knew what the, you knew what to look for, you knew what it felt like and you knew how to treat it. Correct. So, so that, 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 so. It was, it was very easy to right. get rid of. Yep. So like the biggest inconvenience was you couldn't wear some spikes, I guess, yep. for, for, for some races, including the county race. Yes. Uh, yeah. That was. Not fun, but yes. Well, well, was that the only race you didn't have spikes for? Or? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Uh, was it? Did it feel like you were? <laughs> I mean, was it just the feeling like totally abnormal? Uh, oh, it was. Uh, it was for that race. Very abnormal. Um, even looking back on some race videos, my mom got some race videos for me of when I ran a fifteen eleven at my home invite versus the county invite, uh, the county invitational. The, County meet, sorry. Yeah, no, um, yeah, but you can totally tell that I, my my legs are very fluid in the um, Patriot invite, and then with the county meet uh, in the trainers, my my leg, my feet kind of went more like a kachunk, kachunk. Oh, so so it's really a huge difference. I it, mean, it, uh, is, uh, it was uh, definitely a much bigger difference uh, to, than I had expected. To, to the novice like me and others who don't know uh, uh, that much about running, I mean, it wouldn't seem like ah, what, 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 what's a spike or whatever. But but to you, it's probably like a whirl. It's probably yeah. like night and day, right? Yeah, it definitely is. Right? Were you worried that it might? that you might not win counties because of it. <laughs> I was a tiny bit worried. I knew that I could do it. Um, it was 
kind of just you know, like I'm, a, I'm not trying to make you sound arrogant. Like I can, I can win. Oh yeah, barefooter <laughs> yeah. or any, anything. No, but, but, yeah. no, but 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 were you worried that it might adversely affect you? I was definitely thing? a tiny bit worried. Um, I probably shouldn't have been. I should probably been a little more confident. Um, but I yeah, I was like the day before I was thinking, oh yeah, I I don't I'm not crazy stressed about counties, but then I realized I'm gonna be running in trainers, so. Uh, it's gonna be a little bit harder, right? And there's some good runners too. Uh, yeah, you, definitely. You, you yes. have uh, Gabe Ryling of Catoctin. Then you have Justin Banks of Tuscarora. Uh, uh, kids that that placed in the top ten in their Correct. respective classifications uh, in state. So, just talk about what 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 the county scene was like this year and just how competitive it was. It, it has become a very competitive county, uh, more than it has been in past years. Um, yeah, definitely with Gabe Ryling and Justin Banks. Justin Banks was really the one, and Anthony Verdi. Um, Right. All three of them are just very good athletes um, and could definitely, on the right day, give me a run for my money. Right. How, how close are you with your chief competitors? Are you guys, like, all good buddies? and, and um, or, or are you sort of a bit colder with them because you, cause at, the end, <laughs> at, at the end of the day you want to beat them? Uh, I'm pretty warm with everyone. I, I don't want to make enemies at right. all. Yeah, you, you, you're, the, you're the ultimate uh, team guy, James. I so, guess so. <laughs> right. But, I mean, when, when you look at your progression, though, and, and uh, you've gone from uh, 51st at States in three years to 1st at States, I mean, uh, uh, how does that make you feel? <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. Yep. So, so it just shows that you've done the right thing. Training, you're correct. Uh, yep. Tra- training. Right coaching. Stuff, so yeah. yeah, right coaching, right training, uh, right recovery. Yep. Right. Uh, do we know where we're going to college yet, or, or <laughs> unfortunately, yet? no. I've, okay. I would love to know where I am going to college, but, but I imagine the offers are, are are pouring in over over email and phone and stuff. Not so. not pouring in. It's more like a drizzle. But yes, a drizzle for for for, for the top cross country runner in Maryland. Uh, I guess not offers. Uh, yeah, the the offers are not coming pouring in but okay all right yeah. but 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 you're getting but you're getting I, some... i'm definitely getting recognized right correct. okay and and i guess the plan in college would be to run cross country and track or correct. okay yes. um would you like to stay close at close to home or are there, are there any uh parameters uh, to your to your college uh, uh, choice it's kind of just east of the mississippi honestly um okay i I definitely want to stay closer to home um yeah but you don't I, have to be, you don't have to be like super close though correct okay um, you have a couple busy weeks. I mean, you're, 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 you're still training now because you're, you're, you're going, I believe this Sunday, uh, to uh, North Carolina, you'll, you'll be running yes. in the Nike regional meet in Cary, North Carolina. Correct. And, uh, if you place in the top four, then you, uh, in, in the race, you go to nationals, right? In Portland. Top five. Um, Correct. Or, or top five. Which is which is west of the Mississippi, of course. Yeah. <laughs> but, 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 yes. But, but that would be a great that would be a great trip. That there. would be in, a... in early December in Portland, Oregon. So, just tell me what you're looking forward to in, in these in the regional meet first, and then maybe at nationals. Yeah, uh, hoping to win it. Um, that's what I've gone into every other race this season, uh, wanting to do. So I, why not just go in, out and win it? I know I can do it. Um, uh, I, I mean, how do your times compare to some of the other top guys? Are they are they? Right there, better it, than every, everyone else? I or? think I think the times at face value, theirs are a lot better than mine. But granted, my PR was run alone in the rain, so I, I think I'm right with them. What, what is your PR? 15-11. 15-11, okay. Um, and uh, it states 15-39. Was that a, you just didn't get the push? You were, you, 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 I mean, you got you got it, a push. It, but it's it, a hard course. Right. It, it's yeah, a very the, hard course. The hill. The hill yes, the, the hill, all of the course. other hills, yeah. all the twists and turns. It's a very challenging course. Right. 
Um, so, so you're confident you could get in the top five and get get that trip to uh, to Oregon. Yes. What would it mean to you to run in the Nike National Meet? Uh, the culmination of four hard years, four hard years of training. Um, it would mean everything. It would be amazing. Can you believe you're a senior? I mean, no, <laughs> no, it, it's it's a little bit funny. Uh, like freshman year, it's all new, it's all great. Uh, sophomore year, you're like, oh, college, like that's that's far off. I don't need to worry about that. Junior year, you're like, it that's next year. It's it's okay. And then senior year, you're like, boom, it, it it's here. And, and now now you basically have to make your college decision. Correct. Like, coming up in the in the next a couple of months. So. Uh, but of course, uh, once cross country season ends, you're 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 far from done because indoor track season Correct. begins, and uh, you guys were the top indoor track team in the county uh, last year uh, in the state uh, in, in the spring. I I know you uh, took a lot of pride in that and in, in being a captain yes. on the team. Uh, <clears throat> what, what are you looking forward to the most about uh, uh, track season? Uh, starting winning. with indoor, yeah, winning, t- w- t- winning as a team. Um, I'm really looking forward to the team just doing really well at states, doing really well at all the meets that we're going to. We're going to a lot of big meets this year. Is, is um, the gang back together? Is it, is it mostly the same crew from it's, last year? It's or? almost all the same crew from last year. Okay. Um, mo- these, I think maybe one or two scorers from last year have graduated, but it's pretty much every single other person. Right. Well, what do you enjoy the most about being part of a team and, and, and winning as a team? Uh, just the camaraderie. Um, it's it's fun to win on your own, but just, like, being able to share that with, like, a ton of other people, like, that's just, like, so much more fun. Right. Uh, I asked uh, Caroline Gregory when she was on a little bit earlier, it, do, you, do you look at running as more of an individual sport or a team sport? Uh, cross country is definitely more of a team sport. Um, track is more of an individual sport, definitely. Um, but it... But you have that it, team, you have that team element with the individual. Yes, components. yes, it, it would it would not be what it is without the team element. Okay, right, it, it, exactly. Um, and, and and what's it going to take for you guys to win in, um, in, in track? Just everyone to put in their hard work uh, over the season. Um, everyone use the talent that they have and just go out and do it. I mean, do you? Look at it like where you've sort of set the tone for the team uh, with the hard work that you've done and stuff like that. So you say, hey, guys, I'm, I might be tough and pushing you pretty hard here, but 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 I'm, I'm doing the work here too. Right, So yeah. uh, do you try and sort of set the tone for the rest of the team or is Definitely. that just not, not naturally not, happen? Not yeah. exactly. Yeah, I think it's more natural. Um, I, I don't try to push people as hard as they possibly can. Uh, I, I would like them to do that because – uh, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't force it to drink. Um, so I, I definitely like to lead by example, um, but I, I don't see any benefit in trying to force anyone else to do more than they want to. Like if if they don't want to, then that's up to them. That's not up to me. Right. Uh, and individually, I'm sure you're looking to add to your state title haul, right? Yes. yes. Okay. Well, well, what what's your what's your favorite race and track, and what's your least favorite race and track? Ooh. <laughs> Favorite race in track is probably the 800. Uh, even though I'm, that's probably my. That's one of the worst, the worst races. Really? Though, right? Yeah, yeah, it probably is. But yes, I I love the. It's it's just like the perfect mix of speed and tacticalness. Uh, I don't know if that's a word, but um, I I love it. I love the 800. And then surprisingly, even though it's probably my best event, my least favorite event in track is probably the two mile. <laughs> just. Even though you're a cross country guy, yes, and it's shorter than a cross country race, but yep. by significantly shorter. I, I would actually much rather run a cross country race than run the two mile. Why? 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 
I, I don't exactly know. Uh, I I don't know. I just really is like it because it. you're like running fast. It's a shorter distance, and you have to run faster throughout, yeah. or probably, or um... yeah. I I think I think it's just like the the terrain that the thing that um and I guess like the weight that cross country carries with it. I guess there there's only one winner in cross country, and there can be three distance winners in track over the course of the half mile, mile, and two mile. So. I th- I think it cross country carries a more much more weight than track does, so I, I that's probably why I like it more. What what's the event that you really want to win a state title in? Is it the eight hundred or? Is it <laughs> no, I I don't think. I mean that that would be awesome, but I I think my teammate Jonathan can take that for me. Um, it would be great to get second in in the eight hundred, but I would really like to get um a state title in the mile and two mile. The the, the, mile, the mile and and the two mile. mile. Two okay. Mile. Yep. Um. And who are some of the other good distance guys you'll be running with at TJ this year? Yeah, um, Jonathan Rugules, uh, teammate. He's going to go crazy this year in the mile and 800. Um, he's got big goals. I can't wait to see him get all of them. Uh, Jonathan Bretaluna, uh, he's itching to break two, and I know he can. Uh, it's going to be great. We're, we're definitely going to have a good 800 squad. Um, and then, yeah, there's there's a lot more that uh, I think we're are up and coming and can do a lot more. What will your event schedule be? Do you know yet for indoor? Uh, I think, for me at least, uh, we're going up to Penn State. And then the next weekend, we're going down to Virginia Beach uh, for the two two big meets uh, up there and down there. Um, and then probably just championship season. Uh, I, I think I'm just going to open up my season at Penn State, not, not try to go do anything crazy. I mean – the whole goal is outdoor, not not exactly indoor. Right. All right, sir. Uh, appreciate appreciate you coming in. So, Thank you. Um, how how did you become a runner? How, how did you how did you start? Well, yeah. Um, I. Okay, I probably we probably had you on and asked asked about this before. So. Uh, I I kind of knew I went into high school. Um, and I've I've had. I I knew I wanted to do something. I didn't want to be lame. <laughs> um. And so I knew I wanted to you do something. You didn't want to be lame, okay. <laughs> kind of. Not really. Um, I knew I wanted to be a part of something. Um, I didn't want to do, like, nothing in high school. Um, Did you play and, other sports? Uh, no, not really. I mean, I played basketball. Um, okay. I played basketball in middle school. Uh, wasn't amazing at it at all. Uh, but I knew I was good at running, so I decided to go out for the cross-country team. Okay. So, so you knew you – you knew, how did you know you were good at running? Uh, I had done a few like middle school meets uh, before, and I felt very good while doing those. Uh, so I just decided to do it at the high school level. Yeah, awesome. Oh, I meant to ask, uh, uh, 4A, you've already experienced this with cr- cross-country, but you guys were a 3A school last year. Is moving to 4A, has that changed life significantly for, for you guys? No, not really. Um, it, it, not even in track? like No. Yeah. No. Okay. Uh, even, even Miles Split put out um, new – the last spring they put out the predictions for next year's states with all the just breast marks of all the returning uh, runners in the new 4A classification, um, and it put us on top by 40 points. Okay. All right, so it might be better for you guys to yes. move, to, to, move yes. to 4A for track. All right. Um, well, I don't know what the record is for appearances on this podcast, but James, uh, you, you are well on your way. Uh, this is appearance number three, and with Correct. a couple more state titles, we might we might have to add to it uh, uh, over, over the winter and spring. So, James Partlow, uh, thanks for coming on, my man. Uh, Class 4A cross-country champion.
Thank you very much. And that'll do it uh, for us this week here on The Final Score. Thanks to Graham Collin, my colleagues Alexander Dacey and John Cannon. And we'll uh, be back next week with another episode. So until then, have a great week, everyone. (laughs) 